0: The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: Actually, the Daily Tip is just starting. We're kicking off things this morning with what we saw in the NBA. And then we've got plenty to talk about. It's a loaded card. Uh, We've got a full preview of what to expect in Thursday Night Football, what we're banking on between the Bills and the Bucks, and also a little MVP futures talk in the nfl a little later we get to the world series what uh, we are expecting from game one of the games between the rangers and the dimebacks but first we need to welcome our guest host we have chris mack filling in today for jenks chris how awful was it when your alarm went off this morning a little (laughs) earlier than I would assume you normally wake up a little
2: bit, a little bit.
1: It was okay. It was okay.
2: You know, I have that morning show past in my still, still wandering around in my jeans, but it's never easy to get up this early, but you know what? There's something your brain does. It tricks you when you think when, when you're doing it for like a day or two, or even like just a week, your brain goes, All right, I can do this. I can do this. It's just a few more days. What's more impressive is that you guys manage to do it every single day with no conceivable end in sight, Chelsea. That's what takes the real mental (laughs) fortitude.
1: Ooh, it feels like you are trying to put me in a mental pretzel by saying, well, you're the one that has to wake up every day. So how does (laughs) it feel, Chelsea? Uh, But I think the worst part is getting your brain to fire on all cylinders this early in the morning. Because do you want to know the early morning thought that I just had? You said wandering around in my jeans. And I think you were talking about like your DNA. And I imagined you with your like hands in your pockets, like wandering around in actual jeans. So like I had to start paying attention again. I don't know what you were saying, but that's what I was thinking of.
2: I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I just sort of wandered around in my jeans. In jeans.
1: I, speaking,
2: of, speaking of weird being twisted into weird mental pretzels, you mentioned jeans, like as in pants, and I immediately thought of the tequila commercial I saw yesterday. It's Matthew McConaughey and his wife have a new tequila, right? Um, I, it's actually called pantalones, which for all of you pants. who took three years of high school Spanish <laughs> like me, no means Pants but the commercial is supposed to be silly in that they don't have any pants on right they're riding motorcycles they're walking through the desert with no pants on it's blurred out and all that so ladies relax you don't get to see mcconaughey's bare hind parts and boys you don't get to see Camila's bare hind parts either it's all blurred (laughs) and pixelated but i i don't know you talked about jeans and all of a sudden i had the mental image of the mcconaughey's wandering the desert pantalones less
1: yeah, they don't wander in jeans. They wander in the nude. Oh, uh, yeah. what a weird name for a tequila. It almost feels like when celebrities used to name their kids weird things. Like remember <laughs> when uh the guy for Coldplay and Gwyneth Paltrow named their yes. kid Apple? Yeah. Like, are they doing Did- it just for attention? Like they've yes, got to be, Yes, right? absolutely.
2: Didn't Elon Musk name his kid like like the the numbers for pi or something 3.1413 oh something like that i forget what it was um but see here's the thing something Panta- weird pantalones like when i say it it sounds pantalones i sound like a big dumb <laughs> <laughs> big dumb average suburbanite trying to speak spanish when mcconaughey does anything because of that drawl it's just got this natural a a pantalone y'all want a couple shots of pantalones and all of a sudden it just sounds better because it's mcconaughey he could say anything he could read the alphabet backwards and it would sound cool
1: yeah some people are just cool like that and it absolutely sucks and we hate them for it but you know maybe (laughs) we'll have a couple of shots of pantalones if some of our bets hit tonight uh so let's recap what happened last night with our wagers Uh, Last night, I had the roller coaster of emotion that went along with betting on the NBA. It was the first time for me. And this is how they hook you they give you one bet where you're like, oh my God, this is so easy. I'm going to bet on the NBA every night. And you know what? If I bet on the NBA tonight, we're going to have some like mischief go on. Like somebody's going to say, Oh, I've got a tummy ache. I'm not going to play this game. Uh, But the bet for me last night was Ben Simmons over his assists plus rebounds. This number was set at 13 and a half for plus 105. He hit this by halftime. So I was feeling good about myself. It was a nice little winner. Meanwhile, Jenks had Jacksonville State minus seven, another easy winner, as they not only covered that, they did even more. Uh, won that game against FIU 41-16. to 16. So a couple of winners for us. As for the Doxer, had uh, the Heat minus nine. They only won by one, so that is an L. Had the Trailblazers and Clippers, uh, Clippers minus nine. That was a win as L.A. won that one one twenty three to one eleven. So for the week, I'm five and two jinx five and three and the dogs are sitting at one and four. Let's get into what we saw last night in the NBA uh, here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. So last night we had the big debut of wimby victor wimben uh for the san antonio spurs but here to spoil the party and here to stay was luka Doncic, who finished with 33 points 14 rebounds and 10 assists a cool little triple double as dallas wins 126 to 119 covering the four and a half spread and hitting the over of 231 and a half mac before we get into this game i don't know if you've seen this video of wimby Uh, running over to some fans I think it was after a practice or something where he literally walks over the first row of chairs Mm -hmm. like it's nothing like it's the smallest thing and he literally gets over there in two seconds this guy looks like Godzilla running through town (laughs) he is such a freak of nature that I know Luka Doncic is still you know the best player in this matchup but it was really exciting to finally see uh, Wimby on the court and doing basketball activities.
2: yeah and he's like the guy on at the circus on stilts but with three point touch. It's crazy just like those strides and how big he is um, you could tell though there's gonna be an adjustment period the foul trouble he was in all night that had him in and out mm-hmm. of the lineup on and off the floor and pop even mentioned after the game how that made it hard for him to get into a rhythm. But he still looked good. He, I, I thought he looked pretty good in the fourth quarter as well. He ends up with 15. But you're right. This 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 is going to be a, a long road for him. I you know you got to give him. If you're a Spurs fan, if you're just a basketball fan in general who's watching Wemby's development, I think you're going to have to give it a couple of months before he really fully gets up to speed. Let's give it till Christmas at least before we start to find any criticisms in his game, if there are any. Uh, Luca was Luca. I mean, this is this is what you expect. From Doncic, uh, triple-double, 33, you know, after the game, he's sitting there lavishing praise on the young rookie because there's not really much to talk about in the way of his own game. Kyrie with 22 as well. Um, That'll be the key for the Mavs all year is to watch how those two continue to work on their chemistry together.
1: Well, and also, here's why I have trouble kind of getting into some of these early regular season games is that none of this really matters. Like how much does the first week of the regular season really matter for the team to our contenders? So at this juncture in the NBA, I honestly feel more interested in teams like San Antonio and teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder Mm -hmm. to see how they can progress as opposed to teams like the Mavs and the Nuggets, who we already kind of know who they are and their proving point comes later in the year when the postseason rolls around. Like, is this a jaded take, or is it fair of me to say, God, like, I don't care about the Nuggets in the regular season. Like, we know who they are.
2: Right, wake me when Christmas gets here, basically, or even New Year's, or even February, for that matter, right? I I get what you're saying, especially, like, results-wise, for a team like the Mavs, Mm -hmm. I'll use them as the example here. Um, Results-wise, it is about, like, not falling apart in the spring, uh, late winter, early spring, when you're trying to make that playoff push. But again, using the Mavs as the example, I think what I'll be watching for early on is, like I said, the chemistry between Luka and Kyrie. Do they do they develop anymore? You know, when you're looking at a team like the Celtics, for example, how do people come together? And and I know we'll get to Porzingis and the huge night he had at some point. You know, looking at the moves that are made, how does Denver, for example, handle the the absence of Bruce Brown and that that change in the depth? uh the the sixth man off the bench so those kind of offseason moves and how teams adjust to them is something i think wor- is worth keeping an eye on the first couple months anyway
1: right and you can always make things interesting by betting on things so like i said oh, yeah. if you are interested in betting on the rookie of the year award these games with wimby these games with scoot henderson are very much interesting because I I think we have like a three-way race for rookie of the year this year. I think it's going to be really exciting. So moving on to the Clippers and the Blazers, like I said, Scoot Henderson uh, making his debut with the Blazers had 11 points, four assists, three rebounds in 35 minutes of play. But uh, the Clippers take this one 123 to 111, covering the nine and a half point spread. But the thing about the Clippers is last year, we never felt like we saw Kawhi and Paul George playing together. But when they do, we are swiftly reminded why this is a good Clippers team. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combining for 60 points, uh, 12 assists and eight rebounds in this one. Both were stellar. And there is a new rule trying to fend off load management where they did the awards market to where you have to play like a minimum games. Do you Mm -hmm. think we will see more of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together this season?
2: I mean, as a fan of of basketball, I want to see more Kawhi Mm -hmm. and Paul George out on the floor together. If I'm a Clippers fan specifically, though, manage those minutes. Manage them and have them ready to go once the spring rolls around. Because as as fun as it is to watch them on the floor together in the regular season – I'd much rather have them on the floor together in the postseason. What I was most impressed with last night, I think a combined 75% from three for Kawhi and Paul George, um, nine of 12. So that was impressive to see. And you're right. Just seeing the two of them together on the floor was like, Oh wait. Yeah. These guys are on the same team. I, I forgot about that, but it's a nice little, a happy little surprise on uh, opening night for the Clippers.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, a happy little surprise was uh, seeing Oklahoma City with all of their pieces last night, uh, they upended the Bulls 124 to 104 uh, covering and winning outright as two and a half point dogs here. The over is the total was set at 224 SGA's point. Total in this one was set at 29 and a half. I was like, God, that's really high for the first game yeah. of the season. Well, he got it. He finished with 31 points, 10 assists and five rebounds we know he can stuff uh the stat sheet also the newest poster boy for kim kardashian's underwear line have you seen these
2: no 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 i've missed the pictures (laughs) of sga in his in his undies i'm sorry chelsea how could i have missed those
1: well it's funny because he's posted on like her instagram and these people are like kim How have you been hiding these hotties from us? Because it was him and I think Nick Bosa or one of the Bosa brothers. They're like, oh my goodness, we need to start watching sports. So SGA is also heralded as quite the fashionable guy. I believe he was at the Met Gala this year. The man does it all. Like I said, uh, a big night for him on the hardwood here and also a win for his team. Josh Giddey, we know he was fantastic for the Thunder last year, finished with 16 points, six rebounds and six assists. But the play that Chet Holmgren probably doesn't want to remember in this one. Boy, did that boy get his ankles broken. And of course, the clip went viral. Did you see this? Like every time I see him, I'm like, well, yeah, when your legs are that skinny. It's very easy to fall down, but how do you think he's going to handle his first night in the NBA getting crossed up by, I think it was like Andre Drummond or somebody. It wasn't like, you know, getting crossed up by like Steph Curry. When you mentioned
2: being (laughs) twisted into mental pretzels earlier, the first, one of the first like physical pretzel things that popped into my head was yeah, poor Chet getting crossed over like that and just, When your legs are that skinny, it's easy to fall over. might be the line of the day already, and we're 12 minutes in.
1: He's built like a grasshopper. (laughs) Like, that's how his legs look. And here's the thing where I feel like it's warranted to say. Number one, I think it's fine to talk about players' bodies because they use their bodies in the sport, and it feels like a valid concern if you want to bet on Chet Holmgren to win Rookie of the Year. When you see a body that's that breakable and shakable, it's not somebody I really want to invest my money in.
2: Quakeable. What other words can we come up with here? <laughs> oh, I no. feel like we're on the verge of something. It's Five like fourteen some,
1: a.m. Here, breakable, we've got some daily shakeable.
2: poetry. Quakeable. Rakeable. I think that's I, it. This, see, you asked it, how my brother? brain was going to handle getting up this early. You've got your answer now, Chelsea
1: lakeable like i don't know anymore like i'm all out i'm fresh out of answers um bakeable? yeah i'm getting bakeable yeah that sounds delicious now i want a pumpkin pie which maybe i'll have to go pick one up mm. the problem is i've already had a pumpkin pie for the season i bought one in like september and i'm like oh that's I'm way too jump early the gates <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: it's
1: so good though
2: but the you won't allow pie. yourself to have a second pumpkin pie now
1: this season no uh, that's a lie. I'm definitely going to have like four because it's also a Christmas treat to me. All right. Yes. We've got to get to break. On the other end, it's time to talk Thursday night football. Our best bets coming your way after this.
0: The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
1: And we are back, my friends, on this Thursday edition of The Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Chris Mack filling in for Jenks Day. Jenks has a cracked rib that he is seeing a doctor about. Talk about a football guy. Uh, I don't think I've ever had this severe of an injury. And the funniest thing is, I don't think Jinx knows how he got this. Chris, what is the the like coolest injury that you've ever gotten? Because I told Jenks, I was like, you know, it could be like a cracked hip. Or, like, something that oh. makes you sound like an old person. But, like, yeah. cracked rib, that's something that like, football players get. Maybe this actually boosts your street cred.
2: Cracked rib sounds tough until you tell people it that does. you have no idea how you did it. Which is kind of, like, <laughs> that's more of an old man kind of deal. Um, so, I'm trying to think the coolest. It's not really cool. Like, I, I like partially separated my shoulder playing hockey when I was in college. Um, but that was more because I got caught on the train tracks with my head down and some guy just lit me up like a Christmas tree because I wasn't paying attention. Um, no, I haven't had a lot of cool injuries, Chelsea. <laughs> the, the, the least cool injury in the world is I got it one year playing football in high school because they made us run so much. Shin splints. Shin splints is like something that... Sounds like a four year old has. That's like a
1: side stitch. Like it's not an injury. It's just something that happens. That's like, I'm out of breath. That's not an injury. (laughs) That's just because you started running. Like you don't say, I'm day to day this week because I'm out of breath. No, it's a temporary thing, right?
2: no shin splints is like legit i had to like it's the most embarrassing thing in the world when all you want to do is go out and practice right like you're 14 15 years old you're on a football team you're not very good because well you know this um but you go out there and you want to play and you want to practice with your buddies and the the trainer's like no you got to ice your shins first really really Shin splint. So
1: what, what do you have to do for that? Are there like shin protectors or like special <laughs> socks? Is that why they wear compression No, socks?
2: that's the worst part. You can't really do anything for it except ice your shins. It's the dumbest. That's why I said it's the dumbest injury ever.
1: Even though I think getting kicked in the shin or like hit with a baseball in the shin, that has to be like one of the more painful things. Like I've never been shot before or anything, but like getting hit in the shins... That sucks pretty bad. Uh, I have to admit, maybe this is kind of a flex. I've never broken a bone in my body. And coincidentally, I drank a lot of milk growing up. Do you think this is because Mm. my bones are strong or just because I am maybe a cautious person?
2: I'll give you both. How about that? Lots of calcium as a kid, plus you're careful, equals no broken bones. Look at you. Aren't you fancy?
1: Right? I have no football guy injuries. I am a delicate flower. Although I have been stepped on by a full-size horse and my foot didn't break. Oh. So maybe the bones it, are strong.
2: They have to be. You're not you're not made of of actual bone material. You're made of whatever fake thing they made up for Iron Man. You're you're made of that. Some sort of titanium or something. How does a horse step on your foot and it nothing gets broken? I would end up with shin splints that way.
1: Shin splints, <laughs> just creaks <laughs> up your foot. Yes. I don't know about that. Um, but I don't know. I've never had any like bad injuries, knock on wood. So I feel like they're coming. Do you ever feel like things are due in your life? You're like, well, I haven't yeah. had like many medical problems. So I feel like I'm going to be one of those people that like hits 55. And like right before Medicare kicks in, I'm going to be really struggling. I'm like, damn it. I wish I had Medicare.
2: Damn it, I w- no that is a sentence literally no one has ever spoken in the history of humanity. Damn it, I wish I had Medicare.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie, I don't know that much about Medicare. So like maybe that's either. where I am wrong. Other than maybe what Joe sucks. Namath
2: tells me in those commercials, mm-hmm. uh, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Medicare. Well, I have noticed that they have started promoting Medicare or something like it. On commercials during SportsCenter. Like we were talking about yeah. this as a show the other day. So I don't know the demographic that they're going for, but maybe they'll promote on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime Tonight. We've got the Bucks and the Bills squaring off. Uh Bill's nine-point favorites here, a total of 43 points. So this total has risen from 42. Uh, I personally don't think I would hit the over here. I I think uh, primetime unders have really been the play. Would not be shocked if Tampa Bay does not hold up their end of the bargain when it comes to offense. But what was your initial read when you saw this game? It is a big number for a Bills team that's been very untrustworthy.
2: Yeah, that's the key. And and a Josh Allen that has been very untrustworthy, right? Like, that's the key. As Josh Allen goes, the Buffalo Bills go – And he's had, even within games, he's gone from looking like Josh Allen of old to prime peak Josh Allen back and forth. And we don't know what we're going to get. And it was too little too late last week. And I just, I wonder what we're going to get from him, Um, especially on a short week. I don't know if that favors them or not. You point out it doesn't necessarily favor the offense, isn't it? all the time in these primetime games, especially on short weeks. I think Tampa mm-hmm. beat Avey is a game-time decision. We've seen Josh Allen do well against blitzes, but not against standard pressure. So if Tampa Bay, if, if is healthy, if they're able to generate natural pressure on Allen, I think it leads to some turnovers, and we get, again, Josh Allen of old, unfortunately, for Bills fans. I think it'll be interesting to see this – Tampa dial up a blitz or two here and there though. And does Allen take advantage of it? Um, The other side of the ball is what, what kind of Baker Mayfield do we get? Right? Because Baker Mayfield first quarter, Baker Mayfield last week. That's like, again, peak pinnacle Baker Mayfield. And then you get Baker in the fourth quarter who is handling the football. Like his hands are coated in butter, which sounds oddly delicious at this time of morning to have anything (laughs) coated in butter. But it's not optimal for your quarterback when he's handling the football. So I think it does come down to the quarterbacks. Who's more responsible with the football? I don't think either team, though, can afford to game plan responsibility into the offense. They've got to try and score points. And so I'm curious to see which quarterback steps up and which one just makes less mistakes again on a short week.
0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Well, and it's not just Josh Allen either. It's this Bills defense. Like, who would yeah. have expected this Bills defense to give up 29 points to the Patriots, one of the worst offenses in the league. And I know that they shifted some things on the offensive line before that game. Maybe that was the difference, but still, it's been a Bills defense that's been kind of hard to trust as well. Uh, but as far as betting goes, I think where we start in this one is is if you are laying nine points with any team, you've got to feel completely comfortable backing that team. And I just don't think this is a situation for that because normally just when there's a nine point line, normally it's a stay away from me. I think, you know, maybe 2% of the time I'll actually lay this type of a big number and it has to be in a very specific situation. Like the one I can think of was like the Niners when they played the Giants earlier in the season I think it was the Niners like you look at that discrepancy and you say okay this team deserves to be a double-digit favorite but when you look at this game do you really see this nine point spread and say okay the Bills are a team I can trust with the nine point spread strictly from a betting perspective the answer is no for me
2: yeah no nine's nines way too much here um and, and maybe look maybe the Bills figure something out like I said I keep referencing the short week because I think it's hugely important to Thursday night games and how you get a read on them. There's not a lot of time for adjustments. There just isn't. You go from one game literally right into the next. So while your coaching staff may have spent the latter parts of last week starting to try and prepare for a Thursday night game, for the most part, you were still focused on New England. In in Tampa's case, you you weren't focused. You were focused on the Falcons. You weren't thinking about Buffalo. So – you wake up on Monday morning and all of a sudden you've you've got a it's very hard to develop a whole new game plan which is why I think we'll see similar performances from each team to what we saw last week and you're absolutely right at no point really other than the the couple of bounce back games they had in late September have the Buffalo Bills look like a team that's going to cover 9 points even at home against Tampa so no I wouldn't go anywhere near that spread tonight
1: I wouldn't either, and I think people's next thought would be, okay, if you don't like the Bills laying nine, are you taking the Bucks getting the nine points? Uh, I still think the answer would be no. In betting, just because you don't like a side doesn't mean you automatically flip to the other one. It just means it's a no play. It's a no play for me on the spread because also look at the Bucks last week. Desmond Ritter had two god awful uh, giveaways, you know, that really put his team um under the gun but yet they still won that game I think that says a lot about the pedestrianness of this Bucks offense so like I don't want to take a a gander at the Bucks getting nine points either here it's just going to be a no play for me on the spread but let's take a look at some things that maybe we are playing because I know I'm looking at some things in the props world uh aka one thing I don't even think a total is something that I want to play here Because usually, like I said, I lean towards the primetime unders, but this is a pretty low number. And the Bills defense just gave up 29 points to the New England Patriots. Uh, Do you have a feeling on a total here? Or is there something else you think is actually worth playing?
2: Well, the total is tough for me. Like, I see that it's risen another point overnight. So we're at 43 now. When it was at 42, uh, the, the past few days, and really since it opened. And I see Mike Evans and Chris Godwin doing what they've done. And like I said, first quarter Baker Mayfield looked really good last week against Atlanta, but then you have to remember fourth quarter Baker Mayfield. And then I wonder what kind of effect it has on the Buffalo offense that Tampa's been tough to run against. Buffalo's offense has really looked at its best when it has gone out of its way to include a running game. There's no Dawson Knox this week. So, That Mm -hmm. takes away some of the check down potential in the offense. Uh, Although I I think Allen should feel comfortable with Dalton Kincaid getting more run in this offense. Uh, You know, I end up coming back to, I think it's a no play on the total too. That's not a great answer. So as I sit here and search for things to play, I mentioned Dawson Knox being out of this one. Stephon Diggs receiving prop is at six and a half catches I think Stephon Diggs is the go-to guy tonight. He's always the go-to guy for Josh Allen. But I think even in moments of panic, where like I said, if Tampa's able to get pressure on Josh Allen, it's going to be a big night for Stephon Diggs. I think we're talking like seven, eight, nine catches even. Uh, And I think everything funnels through him. So Diggs, 100 plus yards is plus 140. Six and a half is the, the receptions prop right now. I would take the over on anything Stephon Diggs related tonight
1: usually i would never talk somebody off a number one receiver in prime time i feel all right i'm back uh i was in there Somebody did not want me playing this play on Dalton Kincaid. So, you know, the forces that be, maybe they're trying to tell me, Chelsea, do not play this play. Do not give out this handicap. But I'm looking at the tight end for the Buffalo Bills here. Like you said, Dawson Knox is out. And the Bills usually like running those two tight end sets. So you look towards the tight end that's been there. And also when Dalton Kincaid gets the targets that should be going around now that Dawson Knox is out of the lineup, uh, Kincaid delivers, coming off a season high eight targets last game, resulting in a season high 75 receiving yards. So the line this week is 37.5. It might have already crept up to 38.5, but still, you're playing a number here. And I think that's where I kind of subvert myself away from receivers that have really high numbers, like Stephon Diggs' mm-hmm. number, 80 something. It's a really high number. But for Kincaid, the threshold is a lot smaller, so uh, you look at this Bucks defense. They've been pretty good against tight ends, but last week against the Falcons, uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end for um, yeah, the Falcons, just hit this number against the Bucks last week. So when you look at a low number for somebody who has a pretty high upside and should be getting more targets, I think I'm going to rely on Dalton Kincaid here.
2: You know that's a pretty good call. Kincaid's three and a half is the is the receptions prop over is kind of juiced at minus one sixty, obviously because of the Dawson Knox injury. Um, Gabe Davis is another one to keep an eye on. Receptions prop is only two and a half over again is heavily juiced at minus one fifty five, but the ball could be spread around by Josh Allen tonight. It might not be the answer of going heavy on Stephon Diggs. I just like the idea of Diggs against the Tampa defense. I like the idea of Allen going back to what he knows works. And especially, like I said, Tampa likes to blitz. We'll see if they decide to blitz or decide to try standard pressure. If we're talking about Josh Allen reading a blitz, whether it's just at the snap or just after the snap and trying to decide where to go with the ball, and I'm looking for a hot read. I'm going to the guy that I trust the most with Dawson Knox out the guy that he trusts the most probably defaults to Stefan Diggs, I would think. So that's why I'm going to stick by my Stefan Diggs, but I definitely understand the logic of, hey, Kincaid, lower receptions prop, Gabe Davis, lower receptions prop, lower yardage props. And so if that's what you're thinking is, hey, the ball might get spread out to more targets tonight for the Bills, then those definitely make sense.
1: Well, here's the thing. They can all hit. I like, think we can all be winners here uh, because I do think the bottom line is you can't run very well against the Bucks' defense. Their run yeah. defense is really good. And also the Bills don't really like running the football anyway. So you look at the Bucks; They're giving up, uh, I think, the six most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Maybe you look at Josh Allen's passing prop too and all these guys can eat. All right. We've got to get to break. Uh, up next here on the Daily Tip, we talk MVP Is it another year of Patrick Mahomes? We discuss next on The Daily Tip.
0: The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. (laughs) Welcome back to The Daily Tip on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM
1: all right uh, welcome back thanks for tuning in i'm chelsea messenger he's chris mack in a few minutes here on the show we will discuss the latest mvp odds across the nfl and also some other award futures markets including offensive player of the year maybe a little defensive player of the year and maybe mm-hmm. how about this coach of the year is it dan campbell's award to win because he has 38% of the handle, which is a wild number. People betting on Dan Campbell, man, do they love him. And I see why. He is a leader of men, he is very quotable, I get it. But Chris, before we get to this, I've gotta ask. This is what Mm. is stirring up social media at the time. Apparently there is a list that some women put out about restaurants that they will not go on dates at. A list that includes Olive Garden, Cheesecake Factory, any fast food restaurant, and the list goes on and on to include a bunch of chain restaurants, like Applebee's. I personally don't have a problem with chain restaurants. I think you can find some pretty good entrees and appetizers and damn it, desserts. Like, do you really not wanna go to the cheesecake factory and get a slice of amazing cheesecake? I don't understand it. Do you think they are doing this just to act like they're like bougie or like princesses and say, you can't take me here? i would never
2: i would never go on a first date to an (laughs) olive garden oh my god um yeah what is that i'll be honest like back in the day high school uh college i am guilty of taking girls on some pretty cheap first dates but you're a teenager at the time you don't know any better Yeah, Yeah, like I I took a girl to like the – there's a discount movie theater near our house. And so we went to the $2 movies, and we went to Taco Bell afterwards. But I was 16. What was I going to do, right? I was driving my mom's Toyota Tercel. There wasn't a lot – I didn't have a lot going (laughs) for me financially, okay? But like this just screams of, like you said, wannabe bougie girls who – probably spend most of their paychecks on accessories and makeup rather than rent on their 250 square foot apartment with no furniture in it.
1: Yeah. I just, I think it's one thing if it's like in high school, cause like there you get a free pass there. Like what are you supposed to take her to dinner with? Like your pay that you got working Good. at Subway working as a lifeguard like you don't you're not a day trader on wall street like you don't have money to throw around so like that's not really in your control but do you think this is a valid statement for people say over the age of 30 who can go to like a nicer restaurant and can afford it
2: you know that's a good point but uh, hey like you said maybe somebody just really likes the salad at olive garden maybe somebody really likes the bourbon street steak at applebee's maybe you know hey to each their own everybody's got their own tastes if that's what somebody you're going to completely write off the possible man of your dreams mr Wright, because he really likes i don't know the shrimp scampi at red lobster okay
1: Ooh, that's a, you do you lobster be hidden I don't think oh, it was the, on the list but uh, red lobster is very cheddar good. bay
2: biscuits uh, mm. uh, uh, uh.
1: that's the thing like i think i've been to nicer restaurants i think most people our age has been like once or twice at least in your life but chain restaurants here's what i appreciate appreciate about them you know what you're getting every single time like there is very yeah. little like change like if you have a specific entree you get at a chain restaurant you get that every time. It's comfortable. It's like a warm blanket. Maybe yeah. it's not a designer blanket, but you know what you're getting. So I personally like chain restaurants. Like it wouldn't be like my first choice for something like really special. But like I'm not going to knock somebody if they're like, "Yeah, let's go to Chili's." I like yeah. Chili's.
2: I like all you can eat chips and salsa. Thank you very much. Like
1: oh, when that's I was all you can eat anymore. I think it's they not... charge now. Yeah. <gasps> The world sucks oh my now god. did
2: you just watch <laughs> did you just see my head explode like oh my god the chips at chilies it costs money now <gasps> oh well but yeah, no. when when I was like 23, 24, got my first job out of college, I ate at Outback Steakhouse twice a week because I knew exactly what I liked and I would get the same thing twice a week, the certain steak cooked a certain way. I could trust it. My little baked potato, my little loaded baked potato, and I would be on my way. There's nothing wrong with a good quality chain restaurant.
1: Right. I feel like it's similar to betting in that when you bet on the big names, it's kind of like eating at a chain restaurant. You kind of know what you're going to get. Like If somebody came up to me and said, I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP, what are you going to say to him? Oh, you're an idiot. No, you're never (laughs) going to say that because like Patrick Mahomes is dependable. We know what we are getting. Maybe he doesn't win MVP, but he's certainly somebody who's probably going to be at least in the discussion come the end of the year. But again, betting is price dependent right now. Patrick Mahomes is is only plus 250 to win the MVP, followed by Tua at plus 450, Jalen Hurts plus 450 as well, and Lamar Jackson has risen in the ranks to seven uh, seven to one to win the MVP. So for me, futures is all about timing. You want to buy in on a candidate kind of at their low point. I think that's my only problem with Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't feel like his it's his low point right now, but it also feels like none of these guys are really taking it. Like, Lamar Jackson made a big step last week, but doesn't it feel like this year there's nobody who's, like, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the class?
2: Yeah, it it feels like one of those years where everybody will lean in on Patrick Mahomes, and that makes sense, right? Like like you said, there's a reason he's the name brand in the NFL Mm -hmm. MVP betting market. Um, and and at plus two fifty, it's still a decent number, you know, you're, you're going to get good return. Um, but when I start to, and this happens to all of us, right? We start to get a little too choosy. Maybe we don't want Olive Garden. We don't want Applebee's or Outback. We want to find that new cool place down the street that nobody else has heard about. And I start going down the list and you mentioned Lamar. And, oh, that's that's the hot new joint. Yeah. Oh, they have a brunch on Sundays. Bottomless mimosas. That's Lamar Jackson right now. And I'll be honest, I'm all about it. Uh, Lamar at 7-1. to one. My only concern is the consistency. Because he'll have a week like last week. And then he'll have what he had two weeks earlier against the Steelers. Right? And... and Look, this, mm-hmm. the Steelers specifically to Lamar are, are like his boogeyman. Like He just – he does not perform well against Pittsburgh more often than not for whatever reason. Maybe it's the fam- familiarity aspect. I don't know. But they, I've got to see – before I go in on Lamar on any kind of weighty MVP bet, even though I like the number at 7-1 to – I've got to see, for example, him build off of last week. And he's got a good opportunity, right? He's, he's going up against Arizona. This is the week, I think, where if you believe in Lamar Jackson, and I, I do think we're seeing a, a different Lamar this year than probably we've seen at any other point during his NFL career because he looks more like Louisville Lamar to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I mean that as, as a compliment in the best way possible. Um, if you believe, like I do, that, Lamar is only going to continue to get better throughout the season. Then now's the time because after this weekend against Arizona, it's going to drop from seven to one. It's only going to get lower. So um, if, if you really like that cool cafe around the corner where you can get your fancy latte with the number seven painted in foam on top of your coffee, go do it. Now's the time to get it.
1: Ooh, and you can get a free pair of souvenir sunglasses where you can just sit on the sidelines and do that, like, meme face that Lamar Jackson did. I think you're right, even though it does feel like maybe you shouldn't buy into Lamar Jackson, like, immediately after, he had just, like, such an amazing game against the Lions. But you look at the schedule, and you're right. They have the Cardinals up next. Then they get the Seahawks at home, which the Seahawks defense is, like, Mm. not the greatest. But then they have the Browns and the Bengals, two divisional matchups. So I think you either buy in now or you wait till after those two games. Maybe he doesn't put up the stellar of numbers and maybe his stock is the lowest because that's the thing. You want to buy in on a stock when it's at its lowest, not when it's at its peak, just after the Ravens demolished the Lions 38-6. to But do you think this race starts and ends with Patrick Mahomes? I think the sabotage factor is, He's not really putting up the numbers that you kind of associate with an MVP award winner. Because yes, I think we can all agree he's pre- like he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But that's yeah. not how the MVP award works. You have to have stats that fly off the page. Like most years, it's like a quarterback that has 50 touchdowns or something uh, combined. I think that's what it was when Cam Newton won it, uh, rushing and passing combined. Do you think Patrick Mahomes can put up good enough numbers to secure the MVP?
2: I think he can, and I think it's about that time of year when it starts to happen. Um, Because if you look at their schedule, you pointed out Baltimore's schedule and how it benefits or does not benefit, maybe depending on how you're looking at it, with a couple of division games sitting off on the horizon too, the Lamar Jackson MVP market. Um, Listen to this Chiefs schedule. Okay, they're going to Denver this weekend. That is what it is. It's Denver. Patrick Mahomes may not have to have a huge game for them to blow out the Broncos, or it could look like it looked in the first half against the chargers. Right? So the, the ones that get me are the following week in Germany against the dolphins. And then the following week from that, when they get the Eagles on Monday night football, those are the ones that I look at after the buy, I should say, they get him on Monday night football. Those are the ones I look at and say, okay, Patrick Mahomes rises to the occasion more often than not by week. What are we in week eight now by week 11 or 12? We'll know if Patrick Mahomes is starting to cement his MVP candidacy. And how do we expect the number to move between now and then? I think it comes down because They'll beat the Broncos, okay? That's good for Patrick Mahomes MVP candidacy. And then I think you'll get Mahomes rising to the occasion against Miami and Philly. And because of all of that, I, I think now may be the time to jump on Mahomes if you didn't already.
1: Also, I think that Chiefs Dolphins game will be big for the MVP award because when you have those two guys mm-hmm. squaring off, whoever wins that game, you know, if you think it's the Chiefs, I think that is a big statement. Uh, when you take down or you know if you take down the Miami Dolphins because so far it seemed like the Dolphins put up massive numbers against really bad teams but when they face good defenses sometimes it's not necessarily the case so that will be a big game for both Patrick Mahomes and Tua's MVP candidacy uh we'll see though it should be an interesting race nonetheless all right top of the hour is next on the Daily Tip Oh, uh, we'll look at the MVP. Is there any value in betting on the awards market this early in the season? We'll tell you. That's on The Daily Tip after the break. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.